Hi, I'm Rick Anthony, and welcome to the Someone You Should Know podcast, the podcast that focuses on musicians, authors, and interesting people. We like to say we're making a difference one artist at a time. So sit back, have a cold one, and get ready to meet someone you should know. Today's guest on the Someone You Should Know podcast is a friend of the family who graduated with my wife, Leslie, from Hobart High School. And when he's not saving smiles as an entodontist, he's composing music and performing them. Will you please welcome, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, my buddy, Jim Blaney. Jim, welcome aboard, buddy. Hey, thanks, Rick. I'm glad to be here. Like uh, like I said earlier, graduated with my wife, Leslie, and during the pandemic of 2020, uh, he would routinely perform during a songwriter showcase in Nashville that was aired on Facebook Live. And Leslie and I absolutely look forward to seeing you every Wednesday. It was kind of like, where's he going to be in the lineup tonight? And uh, we well, thank, you, thank, you, thank you so much for, uh, for uh, basically uh, allowing us to be a part of that whole process. And a shout-out to Dee's Lounge for putting that out. Uh, Jim, I wanted to ask you, what was your takeaway from performing all those pandemic shows? Oh, it was great. Um, you know, because first off, I had just started performing again in late 2019, early 2020, and everything got shut down by the pandemic. And I thought, oh, man, I just finally, after all these years, I'm starting back doing this. And now it's all shut down. And then when Dee's decided that they were going to start broadcasting those shows and invited me to participate in it, I was really thankful and really grateful to them because it gave me the chance to keep performing. And even though it wasn't in front of a live audience at these, I knew there were people watching, and, and we were all so grateful for everybody who tuned into Facebook. So it was just a really great experience. And I imagine you developed a, a camaraderie between the other performers and uh, songwriters? We did, and and they had a really unique unique way of doing it. Um, they have a fairly big front porch at D's, and so the only people allowed in D's were the sound guy, um the person performing and the person next up and the rest of us had to wait you know outside on the front porch so we spent a lot of time talking and then it was our turn to go in we'd go in and you could tune up in the back and then it was your turn to perform and perform so it was it was kind of the same cast of people there for the for the weeks that they did it so it was a really nice experience wonderful wonderful in your notes you wrote that music's been your driving factor in life as long as you can remember your grandmother and aunt were organists in the church and then in your formative years of three four and five your dad would take you to go record shopping after getting a haircut in downtown gary and he would buy you the number one single of the week and that was pre-beatles uh, how did this mold the music that you perform today jim well you know i guess it just kind of gave me an appreciation i've got a real wide range of influences now because some of those early singles like for example um i have a chubby checker single let's twist again uh-huh uh, I have 62, Joey D 62 the, I believe. <laughs> 62. And I have uh, the original single of Joey D and the Starlighters doing the Peppermint Twist. Oh, yeah. And a lot, and a lot of those guys ended up becoming uh, the Young Rascals later on. So, you know, just a lot of that R&B, you know, kind of New York recording studios type stuff was my early influence. And then, of course, we all watched the Beatles when they were on Ed Sullivan. And, and I went out, and this was back when grocery stores sold albums. But I remember real vividly going with my mom the Monday after the first Beatles appearance on Ed Sullivan. And we went to a little grocery store in Maryville, Indiana, where we lived at the time. And I bought Meet the Beatles, and I still have that album, too. Wow, wow. Now, uh, going back to uh, downtown Gary, uh, you, you went to the Gary Bank building to get your haircut. Was it Comey's where you got the records? Do you remember that by chance? Because my aunt used to work at Comey's. It was a Comey's Jewelers that also sold records. Could have been, because my dad would always take me in and he'd say, 
you know, what's number one on the charts this week? And if, if we didn't have that record, he would buy it for me. And then I'd have to go home and uh, beg my uncle who lived with us, who was in high school at the time. Can I can I put this on your record player and listen to it? And he would always say, yeah. So that was uh, it, it could have been Comey's. I don't specifically remember. but It was it was real close to the bank. Because I remember shopping there also as far as when I was a kid. I remember one of the first songs I ever got was Rubber Ducky by Ernie <laughs> and, uh, and, boy, and Boy Names and Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. It was some of the first yeah. ones I remember getting all right uh now after high school you went to college but uh, your music yep. had to wait as you focused on your studies but you did play in a blues brothers tribute band at the frat house what do you remember from those days oh man uh those were a blast we we played every every thursday night our fraternity house would have a, a keg party and we'd invite a sorority and, um, you know, for a long time we had DJs. It was kind of the disco era, late 70s, early 80s. But then somebody said, you know, once a month we should put together a live band and do a do a Blues Brothers tribute. Mm-hmm. And so because the Blues Brothers movie was out at the time, the record was popular. So we learned songs off that record. And once a month we would do a Blues Brothers performance play about an hour and it was great i had a lot of fun um, everybody had a good time and it was just kind of like being in an outdoor party and, and playing live All right. then that, that album does still stand the test of time leslie and i watched the movie just a couple of weeks ago and you know she caught the katie and uh great great songs uh, sweet home chicago still one of my favorites yeah great stuff there from that album Really, really top-rate musicians on that album. That was a, that was a real classic album. All right, very good. Now we're going to go ahead and feature one of your songs here. This one came out in December. It's called "Life Lessons," and I remember you featuring that on the Songwriters Showcase. Can you give us the backstory on this one, Jim? Yeah, you know, actually, um, that was really influenced a lot by Neil Young. Neil, especially early Neil Young, is one of my big influences. And, you know, I was listening to Old Man and just kind of a looking at life type thing. And, And when Neil wrote Old Man, he was a young man talking to an old man. And now I'm an older man, so I'm kind of maybe talking to a younger crowd. And we're going to feature that song right now on the Someone You Should Know podcast. Life Lessons from Jim Blaney. Brush your teeth, comb your hair Take the raincoat from under the stairs Looks like another stormy day Pay attention, study hard You gotta work to make your mark Life's not an easy game to play Catch a smile from the corner of your eye And you go from one to two Hands searching in the dark You find a hook but you lose your heart And you still don't have a clue Life lessons, rain or shine In the night Life lessons Mm -hmm. 
family, raise yourself Raise a glass to your health Every trip around the sun Cut the cake, take a bite It's your party, be the life Take the time to have some fun Suns rain or shine, cold and hard or warm and kind, shades of gray or black and white. Some stick, some stay, some slowly fade away, just like a whisper in the night. Life lessons. Music from my buddy Jim Blaney. That is Life Lessons on the Someone You Should Know podcast. Now, Jim, after college, you joined the Navy. Thank you for uh, for your yes. service. You know, I did the uh, Air Force. You did Navy and such. First question Thank I you got. As well. First question I got to ask you: What ship were you on? I was not on a ship. Oh, um, <laughs> you were, I, I actually actually I joined the Navy out of dental school because, as you remember. Um, you know, the Northwest Indiana took a big uh, economic hit in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, the steel mills, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I kind of needed some place to go, and the Navy was recruiting. So when I got out of the Navy, uh, they sent me to Gulfport, Mississippi, and I took care of the Seabees. I was at the uh, 
uh, Naval Seabee Center in Gulfport, Mississippi, and I spent three years there. I know that well, well because I did some training at Keesler, which is right over there, uh, yep. right there in Biloxi. Absolutely. Yep. And that place right is down the that street. place is fun during the Mardi Gras. Now, ain't it? <laughs> it is. It's it's fun during Mardi Gras, about an hour from New Orleans. Man, that's a great place to be. Absolutely. Now, after you graduate, or when you graduated uh, dental school, you received your first paycheck as a Navy dentist. And what did you do with that very first paycheck, Jim? I went to uh, Mississippi Music, and I bought a used Les Paul Custom. It was a 1981 black Les Paul Custom. I had dreamed of a Les Paul ever since I saw Jimmy Page play one with Led Zeppelin. Never could afford one, but I made a down payment on it and then paid it off over the next several months. Awesome. Very cool. I love those kind of stories. You know, when you actually, your dream actually comes true, you actually got Excalibur, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that was Excalibur for me, man. I'll tell you. Did you play Stairway? <laughs> You know, they wouldn't let me play the stairway in the store. They had a sign that said, no stairway to heaven or no sweet home Alabama. So I had to wait till I got home. But yeah, I did. And so it was it was a great, I was so happy to get that guitar. I just, I just loved that guitar. No stairway, denied. <laughs> no stairway, they denied me. That's right. <laughs> One feature that we love to include on the podcast is kind of a feature within a feature. It is uh, something we love to do when we have musicians. It's called Tales from the Road. And Jim, those are those infamous road stories of getting to a gig, from a gig, something that happened on stage at a gig, backstage at a gig, hotel accommodations or something like that. Uh, can you think of one that comes to mind? I can. Uh, about a year ago, I had booked an early show at a place called, at that time it was called Puckett's Grocery down in Leapers Fork, Tennessee. It's called Fox and Lock now, but I really, really wanted to play that place. And uh, so I... I I was able to secure a gig. Um, I was going to be the early guy. I was going to come on at 7, play from about 7 to 7.30. And so they said, make sure you're here in plenty of time. Make sure you're here at 6.30 because we've got a paying audience that expects music. So we, you know, it's, it's not like a little casual gig. You've got to be there. And so I, I decided to schedule myself off work at 3 in the afternoon because it was like a 30-mile drive down I-65. And I thought, that's plenty of time, you know, three and a half hours. That's plenty of time. Well, little did I know that there had been an incident on I-65 between my office and Leaper's Fork where they shut down I-65 both directions um, for several hours. And so I get on I-65, and as I'm, as I'm leaving my office and heading into Nashville, I work north of town, all of a sudden I'm noticing traffic's crawling, and I'm not even anywhere close to being even downtown Nashville, let alone south of town where, you know, I've got to get to. So I found out there was an accident. So I get rerouted and I get rerouted through all these little neighborhoods because there's no real good, uh, real good artery to, to bypass I-65 and get to where I needed to go. So long story short, everybody's getting rerouted. I roll into that place at 6.30. It was a three-and-a-half-hour drive, and I'm like, man, if I don't make it there on time, I'll never get booked there again. But I, I rolled in there just at the last minute, was able to set up, was able to play. But boy, it was some – I, I would think I was covered with sweat sitting in the car. Just You know, I, I'd go through a little town, and there'd be like a little neighborhood stoplight. And, you know, normally there's five cars at the stoplight. Well, now there's a line of like 50. So I would have to go like through several cycles of the stoplight before I could even go through. So I was like, just, oh, I felt like my blood pressure was going to explode before I before I ever made it there. Wow. Yeah. The show must go on. That's the that's the that's the thing, though, for sure. And uh, that was some d due diligence there trying to find your way to make sure that the show went on. I really love uh, that kind of tenacity. Nice going there, Jim. I, yeah. 
Thank you, Waze. <laughs> <laughs> Upcoming gigs and dates that we should know about, my friend? Um, right now, I've only got one. I've been recording here, but I'm going to be playing at Bad Axe Nashville uh, on February 8th. I think it's at 7 o'clock. Um, great place. It's an axe-throwing place, so there's oh, axe-throwing cool. <laughs> axe alcohol and music, so it's kind of got a little bit of everything you want. Axe-throwing alcohol and music. Al- axe-throwing and alcohol. Those two don't seem like they go together well, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you can keep your head on a swivel while you're there, but it's, uh, it, it, no, it's a great place. It's a, it's a really fun place, and Actually, I've played there before, and they actually, it's, it's almost like a bowling league, except they've got axe-throwing leagues there. I never knew that, but it's, wow. it's a fun place. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a big thing now. I don't know why and how, but uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people into that particular thing. Myself, I couldn't find the right end of an axe if I tried, but... <laughs> oh, I'd throw my back out if I tried to throw an axe, but, <laughs> how about, but it's fun to play. How about some links to your material? If you're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, the whole routine, what have you got? Uh, Instagram, my link is Jim Blaney 615 um, on Spotify. I am uh, just Jim Blaney. I do have an artist profile there with um, life lessons in the new song and more to be added. Facebook is Jim Blaney. You can friend me on there. And, we'll include and all I, these, also, yeah. I also do have um, my my uh, YouTube channel is uh, at Jim Blaney 615. So I've got a lot of videos. I've got a lot of live videos archived there, as well as some of the um, Facebook and Instagram stories that disappear after 24 hours. I've archived them all on my YouTube channel if anybody wants to go back and look at them. Awesome. Very good. We'll include those in the show notes down below there, and uh, we'll include all the links to you can where you can find uh, Jim's material and stuff. Any closing thoughts to my friend? Not really. I just really, this is something that's a passion with me. Um, I don't know where it's going to go. I'd like it to go somewhere, but if it doesn't, I'm really happy with uh, how it's going right now, and I, I enjoy the recording and um, and the playing live and just meeting people and, and meeting other musicians and, and people that like music. Here's here's a last-minute thought that I had. Now, you're an endodontist over there in, in Nashville. Do you happen to pipe your music in through the waiting room? <laughs> well, I've only, I've only got two songs up now on, on Spotify. an endless loop type thing. Yeah, I, I think I, I think people people might get a little irritated with that. We we play some, you know we play the local radio stations here, so I'll probably just keep it to that. Okay, all right. Final song we're going to feature is called uh, "Skeleton from the Closet." It just came out. Can you tell us a little bit about that one, Jim? Yeah, it's a, it's actually a double single. Um, it's got an electric version and an acoustic version. The electric version is actually the version that I heard in my head when I wrote it. Um, the electric version has Mike Miley from the group Rival Sons on drums. Mike is a great drummer. He's in the bottom tradition of drumming. Um, the acoustic version is just me and an acoustic guitar, and that's the version that most people that have heard me play this uh, around Nashville have heard for the last uh, three, three and a half years or so. Right, very good. We're going to actually feature the electric version here coming up as we close the show. Once again, uh, Jim Blaney, make sure you check out the show notes for how to contact him and uh, maybe book him. Well, you know, it might be an idea. Book him for a party. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. 10% to the house, right, Jim? Sure. sure. <laughs> Thanks for being a guest on the Someone You Should Know podcast, my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'd seen in a place that I had been 
could not recall if I'd done them wrong or right Or if they were a close friend or some stranger in the night Just a skeleton from the closet come to say hello Just a skeleton from the closet come to steal the show Crowded streets around this town And everybody's staring straight ahead Or at the ground Never give a nod Never look me in the eye Keeping undercover So they don't get recognized By a skeleton From the closet Come to say hello A skeleton from the closet come to steal the show.
Hi, this is Rick Anthony thanking you again for listening to this episode of Someone You Should Know. Now, if you're an aspiring musician or an established musician that's looking for a little exposure, I invite you to drop us a line at someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. That's someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. Also, I invite you to tell a friend about the Someone You Should Know podcast. I thank you for tuning in this time and I invite you to check us out next time on the Someone You Should Know podcast because you never know who's going to show up. Until next time, remember, God loves you and so do I.